Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, and together we are going to slay and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. I hope this month has been amazing for you and that this episode, if you're listening in real time, is going to help you finish May strong. Today, we're going to be talking about helplessness. More specifically, that helplessness that you might not even be consciously aware of. We're going to talk about how to become conscious of it, how to overcome it, and transform it into a greater sense of personal power and agency. As we dive into this episode, you might think of yourself as this strong, independent woman, which I absolutely believe you are. That's kind of who I created this podcast for. I know there's some guys who listen to, but you know, I had this like strong, independent, powerful woman in mind when I created this podcast because I know deep down we are all powerful. Maybe you would never consciously identify as helpless. Even if that's the case, I hope you're listening and let this story, this idea kind of sink in and allow you to get a little curious and see how it might actually apply to you. Personally, I also really value my independence. Personal responsibility is one of my core values. And also, as you're going to hear about in today's episode, I drop the ball in this area and have room for improvement. There's also the possibility that you have some situational helplessness. So many times we'll show up very strong in most areas of our life, our finances, our career, our relationships, taking care of our kids. And then maybe there's a few areas where our power just feels like it leaks away. For a lot of people, myself in the past included, that can be health and fitness, or it can be relationships. So if there is an area in your life where you feel like you're just a little bit of a victim of fate and that things never seem to go the way you want them to, then this episode is for you. If there is an area where you feel like you have a run of bad luck or chronically get stuck, this episode is also for you. And what I'm going to do today is actually walk you through my own experience with working through a place where I was showing up as helpless. I first had to unearth the subconscious belief, and then I had to find ways to transform it. I am going to be fully honest and admit that this isn't an easy story to share because It was not me at my finest. 
And doing this work actually made my heart hurt. It was a serious blow to my ego. This story is me being fully human, completely imperfect, and still worthy and valuable. While also, you know, I had some work to do and some room to grow. And I know this has been the month of shout outs if you've been listening to all the episodes this month, but I have a final shout out and that goes to Jenny Marie. We are both in a program together called Electric Yes. We are accountability buddies and just sharing our journey through this really powerful program. And I had a really incredible conversation with her. It's interesting, I actually had all three of these conversations I talked about in this month's podcast in the span of, I think, two days. They just all happened one after the other. And I am so grateful for each and every one of those pieces. I am recording this on May 14th. Yes, May 14th. These conversations happened way back in mid-April. And honestly, since that time, I have been more consistent than ever. I have been more focused than ever. And it hasn't felt like a grind or a struggle. It's becoming more natural and even pleasurable by the day. And that's how I know there is a lot of value in this for anyone. The story I share is obviously personal, but I know from working with so many clients that it's also a story or a challenge that comes up with many people. And I want to help people on a universal universal level by sharing my own struggles. A little bit of context. I had a very challenging week with my weight and my eating struggles. So first there was Easter Friday where I had dinner with my boyfriend's family, which was amazing. And his mother makes the best homemade white dinner buns, which also happened to be one of my favorite guilty pleasure foods of all time. That and crazy bread. Those are like my two things and peanut butter cups. Anyways, I had every intention of going to that dinner and having one dinner bun. I'm not going to lie. I had more than one. I had more than two. Then Saturday, the next day, my boyfriend and I had these plans to go to this amazing Lebanese restaurant out in Vancouver. Um, So super healthy food, all made with these great ingredients, but it's still like a treat. We went to King George Skytrain Station, which I have not been to in eight years. They used to have a park and ride there where you could park and then get on the Skytrain. We drove around for probably 10 minutes looking for the now non-existent park and ride. (laughs) Apparently things don't stay the same after eight years in those like bigger busier parts of the city. So then we were both like, we don't even want to go to Vancouver anymore. And then I'm like, well, let's go back to Langley. It's on our way home. Let's go to my favorite Greek restaurant. This was lunchtime. That restaurant did not open until 4 p.m. And then I decided, okay, well, what if we go have Chinese food at this amazing restaurant that's over by my old job? 
we get into the parking lot where that Chinese restaurant used to be, it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> so it was just a comedy of errors finding something to eat for lunch. Finally, we went back to Abbotsford and got Chinese food at another place. So that was all fine. But again, more of an indulgent meal than I'm used to. And then that was two days in a row. Then Sunday rolls around and my boyfriend had been planning to make ribs and Caesar salad for dinner. So I get to his house on Sunday evening thinking ribs and Caesar salad isn't so bad. That's, you know, a step up from the number of dinner buns I ate a couple nights ago. And then I get there and it is still ribs, no Caesar salad in sight. Instead, it is cornbread and cheesy mashed potatoes. And at this point, I am just like, whatever. <laughs> I give up on this weekend. Um, he is an amazing cook and I had a second plate. And then I was like, I had a second plate, so let's also get blizzards as well, because <laughs> why not? And I'm sharing this for context because it's important in the conversation and the process I went through with Jenny. She was extremely generous and did a little bit of coaching with me around this. I started off by sharing with her the challenges I was feeling around my weight and feeling like I had this one point in my journey where I'd get close to this one particular milestone, what was almost like a trigger weight. And then an event would come up or a dinner out would happen and I'd get farther away from my goal. And then I'd also have these moments where I very clearly would throw in the towel for a night or two, as I did over the course of that three days. And Jenny asked me to pick a relationship conflict that related to this goal. At first, I had no idea what to say because I pride myself on taking this full responsibility for my journey and my results. But she really wanted a relationship conflict. So I finally just shared the story about the Friday, then the Saturday, and then finally the Sunday and the dinner at Chris's house. From there, we talked about the beliefs that were driving this behavior and how those beliefs actually led to my decisions to check out, have the second plate of food on Sunday, and then go get blizzards for dessert. As we were going through this process, she suggested from her very wise and intuitive place that one of the beliefs that was coming up was that I was helpless. So her intuition was telling her that the belief at the root of these challenges and these misaligned behaviors was the idea that I was helpless. I had a lot of initial resistance to this. My ego was like, oh, hell no. I am not helpless. I am a strong, independent woman. I know that it doesn't matter what Chris makes for dinner or what anybody else puts in front of me for dinner. I'm in charge of my choices and I was the one who chose to have the second place and just didn't show up from a place of my power. I also know from enough experience and from some of the things I'm learning more recently that when we have that kind of a reaction and that kind of resistance, there's a reason to dig deeper and figure out what's really going on here. 
This is why I suggested that even if you identify as someone who's very self-reliant and independent and prides himself on taking responsibility, this could be a helpful episode and a helpful concept as it was for me. This is also just another hack I use when I have people in my life who trigger me for whatever reason. I get really clear about what it is that I find triggering about them and how am I disowning that trait in myself and where are the places that I actually embody that trait and then I actually own the places where I'm just like that person in my own way and I have a hard time owning it in myself so I'm being triggered when I see it in them and that has honestly created so much more peace and so much less negative charge when I run into those people who previously used to trigger me. But anytime we very strongly attach to a certain characteristic while fiercely rejecting or even disowning its opposite, there's a lot of power in investigating and doing work in this area. Because by rejecting or disowning a trait, we're actually letting it run in our unconscious. And when something is operating in our unconscious, we have no control over it because we're not even conscious of it. Until Jenny brought it to my attention, I was not conscious of the fact that I was showing up from a place of helplessness. I was kind of too checked out, too frustrated by the course of the last three days too much operating in my blind spots to even realize. And it's interesting. It was Sigmund Freud who talked about this idea of reaction formations. The idea that if there's a trait in ourselves that we really don't like or have a hard time with, we'll actually have over-the-top reactions when we see it in our own everyday life. And I can see that with me in the realm of being helpless, being a victim, because I don't like to consciously own those traits, or at least haven't until more recently. And when I think about this, I can remember a counseling session I had back in 2017. And I was ranting to my counselor about this particular situation where someone in my life had had a, how do I say this without giving context because the context isn't important. They had something really amazing happen for them, but I felt like it had been given to them by someone else. And this same thing that they had been given, I had had to work tirelessly for. And I was ranting to my counselor about how it was unfair and now this person was going around gloating about this awesome thing they had that they hadn't even earned and I was like self-righteously furious about this (laughs) and my counselor just called it to my attention that I have this that I had this mentality that things need to be earned and hard won and we need to do it by ourselves and we can't have help and all those things like it was basically the toxic version of a strong independent woman It was this positive trait taken to its extreme so that it actually became harmful to me. So I had such a strong disowning of my own helplessness. 
I couldn't even recognize when it shows up. So this is just a gentle invitation to just ask yourself, could this be true for me? Do I value being a strong, independent person to such a degree that it might actually be harming me and keeping me from noticing the places where I'm leaking away some of my power? And if I would just own some of my own helplessness, which we're all helpless about some things, it doesn't make us wrong or bad. If we could own that, we could start to transform it and actually get more power. So I had such a strong disowning that I didn't even recognize the helplessness when it showed up. I just checked out, made myself a victim of circumstance, and took these actions that were way out of alignment with my goals. And one of my favorite mantras of all time is own it to transform it. And that's something I really had to do in this situation, even though it like hurt my ego so much. And I'm recording this about a month after the situation because I don't think I would have been able to talk about it then because I had to just, you know, heal and transform and just own the fact that sometimes I show up very imperfectly. And like I said, when it happened, Jenny was asking me about it because she sensed that I was kind of shutting down and putting these walls up and that I was having a hard time with it. She is like so intuitive because I was trying to just on the surface be like cool and composed and, you know, agree with her because what she was saying was true. But I also had to admit that it really made my heart hurt. (laughs) And when we think about something and it makes our heart hurt, chances are there's something there. There's something there that rings true for us. And it's pointing us towards some emotions, some events, some things that we can really process and heal. Because, for example, if someone were to call me homophobic it would not make my heart hurt. (laughs) It wouldn't hurt my ego or make me doubt myself because I have dated enough women to know that this is not the case. And I just know that that wouldn't ring true at all. So it was seriously hard to (laughs) drop my ego, admit to my own helplessness, And see where I was leaking my own power away and making myself a victim. However, I also know that the more willing we are to face our darkness and our weaknesses, the more we can turn these things around because now they're in our conscious instead of in our unconscious. When I admitted that I had been acting helpless, I could see the ways where I could change, I could think differently, I could respond differently. The belief around helplessness was now conscious, so I could challenge it. I could choose to create new beliefs around these types of situations. So that was my very vulnerable story. And I just think there's so much power in stories and examples as we move through our own barriers and obstacles. And I wanted to share a little bit more about the process for working through 
helplessness, whether that's in the grand scheme of things or just this situational helplessness where we're really strong and powerful in most areas, but sometimes there's just this one thing. I think the first step is being willing to admit and accept and actually love the parts of you that sometimes feel helpless. The parts that sometimes give away our power. And I really want to reiterate here, reiterate, I, th- I say reiterate all the time and uh, <laughs> Chris makes fun of me for it constantly. So reiterate that being helpless is not necessarily a bad thing. The more we consider it bad, the more we're likely to just keep it in our unconscious. And that's where we have zero control over it. Think about this. Babies are helpless. Little puppies are helpless. Does that make them wrong or bad? Not at all. So what if we saw those places where we show up as helpless as these younger baby selves and realized that we also have these older, wiser, very resourced parts of us that can show up and take care of those helpless parts? That's going to feel a lot better than braiding ourselves for being helpless. The next part is to just take ownership for where you've been showing up as helpless. Letting the walls of your ego down, being as authentically honest with yourself as possible. Is it around food like it has been for me? Is it around money? Is it blaming a partner or a coworker for always ruining your day. Once we own it, we can transform it. From here, you want to investigate the belief that you are helpless in this area. Is it true? Are you absolutely sure that it's true that you are helpless? Or has this simply been an unconscious story you've told for so long that it's now become this automatic operating system. From here, this is the really fun part. Take back your power. Get clear about what it looks like to be powerful in this area. How do you want to feel? What thoughts do you want to have? How do you want to show up? Then you get to create that new reality. You get to get excited the next time that previously triggering situation occurs so that you can practice showing up differently. And since this conversation with Jenny occurred, I've actually had multiple occasions to practice this new way of stepping into my power and moving out of that old helplessness. I think it was actually just the week after that Chris did another dinner for us, which was amazing. And then afterwards, he made peanut butter cheesecake. And I decided I could stand in my power, have one slice, enjoy it mindfully and slowly, and then just move forward from there. And then, you know, it was my birthday weekend and we were going into Langley and we stopped at Baskin Robbins, which I hardly ever have now because it's 45 minutes away. And I knew I was going to eat the peanut butter cup sundae. As you can see, peanut butter cups are one of my things. And 
I had that dessert. I woke up the next morning and it was just back to eating in a way that makes me feel my best and is in alignment with who I want to be, save those occasional indulgences. And there is so much power when we do this work and knowing that even if we are feeling some helplessness in an area of our life, it is not a life sentence. Sometimes we just have these deeply embedded beliefs that we need to bring to the surface so that we can transform them. And as we come to a close with this episode, I just want to remind you that you are so powerful and you really can do, be, and have anything. From here, the strange paradox is that by owning the helplessness and weakness you feel in a challenging area of your life, you actually harness more of your power. By making the unconscious conscious, you take any powerlessness you might have felt beforehand and transform it into whatever you choose. Power, agency, ease, trust. This is some seriously magical work that you can do in your own life and it will serve you so well. Thank you as always for listening and I am wishing you another epic, powerful week where it is filled with both slay and thrive. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're loving this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you listen, and maybe even share this episode with a friend or two. And if you want bonus live trainings, challenges, a monthly book club, and a community of other amazing people looking to slay and thrive daily, I would love for you to join our free Facebook community, the Unicorn Thunder Playground. Hope to see you inside.